Welcome back to GMs for Hire. I am RJ, joined by Will, and we got Matt over here. We miss baseball. It is uh, the season may be over, but these, this is the time of year where you build your team. This is how you play in the World Series. It starts in the offseason. The winter meetings are going to be coming up, as far as we know. I, I don't know. We, they may have it in person, maybe virtual. Don't know how you could do a virtual winter meetings. But anyway, you don't need that because right here at GMs for Hire, we're going to have our own winter meetings right now, the three of us, and we're going to give you a list of free agents and where we believe they are going to be signing. Um, I don't know how many I've got right here. Not too many. Uh, but we are going to start, you know, we're going to go by position and we are going to start with catcher and by far the biggest catcher on the market is JT Real Muto of the Philadelphia Phillies, formerly of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Will, where do you think JT Real Muto will be playing come opening day 2021? I'm going to follow all of the signs. Uh, man, I mean, the Mets, it, it's got to be. I mean, whenever you're looking at it, a lot of signs point towards the New York Mets. I mean, they just got new leadership in Steve Cohen, a new owner. I mean, he's by far the wealthiest owner in the MLB uh, by a landslide. And he's going to come in, and I think he's going to be very aggressive. I think this is going to be a big-time move for New York. Everything I've ever seen, for some reason, keeps pointing New York and Real Muto together um, and on the Mets side of things uh, over there. So uh, I could see Real Muto going to Queens. And uh, this is for a big shout-out to my boy Sal out there in New York. I know he's a big Mets fan. Uh, I know he'd love to see this. I know he even had me do a uh, he even had me do a little Photoshop of Real Muto in a Mets jersey just to kind of troll some people. But uh, I tell you what, for some reason, whenever I did it, it looked right. So uh, I'm going to go with Real Muto to the New York Mets. Matt, how about you? What do you think? I also have JT Real Muto going to the New York Mets. Yeah, shout out Sal. Uh, he has not shut up about this since Steve Cohen acquired the team. Uh, Steve Cohen has already came out and said he's going to be aggressive. He wants to win now. He didn't buy the team just to lose and take 10 years to get to where he wants to be now. So I think he's going to make a big splash. I think Real Muto is the first of quite a few uh, new faces we will see in Queens in the 2021 season. Uh, it starts with the guy behind the plate, though, JT Romuto, New York Met. I, I agree with both you guys. Uh, we, we keep seeing a lot of it, the New York Mets and JT Romuto being linked together. I agree. If I had to make a pick, I think that's probably where he'll go. But there's only one JT Romuto. So now everybody else who's looking for a catcher will have to turn to who we believe might be the second best available catcher out there. And we're going to go with James McCann. Uh, Matt, where do you think James McCann is going to be playing in 2021? I, I am a very big James McCann fan. Uh, ever since he was with the Tigers, I have thought he is a quality catcher in a, in a league that needs them now, uh, now more than ever. Uh, this is kind of, I don't know, I'm dreaming here. I'm dreaming. But if the Yankees can trade Gary Sanchez, and he's someone that I've had a love-hate relationship with, to say the least, uh, as a Yankee fan, um, if the Yankees can trade Gary Sanchez, uh, that, that creates a hole. Kyle Higashioka will not be our catcher, our starting catcher, whether he likes it or not. He had a solid 60 games last season, solid season. Um, but James McCann and pinstripes, I don't know. If it felt right, it looked right in Chicago with the White Sox, it, it would feel right to have James McCann in the Bronx. Um, I haven't loved a catcher since Jorge Posada I guess you could say uh Gary I was big on him when he first came up but he's done little to not disappoint me uh besides a few good moments he's had overall I've been disappointed so I would like to see a new face behind the plate for the Yankees in 2021 I don't like the odds of Brian Cashman trading Gary Sanchez but for the sake of the predictions I will go with James McCann as a New York Yankee yeah, I want to follow up with that, actually, Matt, real quick. Uh, is there much of a market for Gary Sanchez? He, he offers it's – kind of it's kind of a niche market because his arm is very good. His fielding has improved, but it's still bad. His hitting on paper 
compared to catchers in the league is above average because, but that's because there's no catchers in the league. We see, we'll see Adley Rushman and Joey Bart come up soon within the next five, within the next five years, they'll be up. And hopefully this is a new age of catchers. Um, We haven't had a hall of fame caliber catcher in his prime since uh, Yachty a a while ago, obviously. And then uh, Buster Posey did have quite the prime uh, before his injury, at least. I hope I hope we have a new age of catchers because the fact that Gary Sanchez is considered elite in the MLB, he's nothing compared to guys like Mike Piazza, even Yachty from a few years back, uh, Ivan Rodriguez, Johnny Bench, Carlton Fisk. I can go on and on. It's sad that he's elite. Um, I'm glad the Yankees have him to an extent because there really isn't much else out there. But uh, with, with, with how bad the market is overall for catchers, I, I do think there's a market for Gary Sanchez, yes. Uh, because on, on paper, uh, he does offer something for everybody. Gotcha. James McCann, Will, where's he going to play? Matt, we're two for two. Uh, I'm going over onto the Bronx as well. Uh, I, I don't know why I, it's screaming it, but I know how much Yankees fans and everybody involved with the Yankees is not a big fan of Gary Sanchez. Uh, I, I know that the, the fielding inconsistencies, the hitting inconsistencies are, are, are not – very good for Yankees fans. I know a lot of Yankees fans demand greatness. Are you going to get greatness out of James McCann? Probably not, but I can tell you what, you're going to get somebody who is a lot more consistent, at least from hitting, uh, when it comes to hitting, not just putting the ball over the fence, and you're going to get somebody a lot more consistent behind the plate. Um, James McCann caught the no-hitter for Lucas Giolito this year. I I want to say he called the game. I don't think he was getting signs from uh, Rick Renteria. So, I mean, I like James McCann. I think he's a very underrated catcher. I think he's kind of a little under the radar for somebody who may be a casual MLB fan. But, um, yeah, James McCann to the Yankees really makes sense for me if they can find a way to get Gary Sanchez out of there or if Gary Sanchez can somehow bite the bullet and take the DH role. But that kind of leaves question marks on where Stanton goes. And, you know, I mean, the Yankees have a lot of questions to answer this offseason. Um, if they can find a way to move Sanchez, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go there. Um, another team I saw maybe was the Los Angeles Angels. I know Jason Castro is not exactly the greatest catcher in the MLB. Um, James McCann would be a great addition, and the Angels always avoid pitching like the plague. Um, so why not keep bolstering that offense a little bit? James McCann over there wouldn't be a shocker to me. But uh, my heart leans with the New York Yankees off first look. All right. I'm going to stick with you right here, Will, because there's another, there's another free agent catcher out there, and his name is Yadier Molina. And I don't know how Matt feels about this, but I personally could not see Yadier Molina playing for anybody other than the St. Louis Cardinals. I, agree. I think it would be a travesty, and I think it would just be awful. Well, you have the floor. Yadier Molina, St. Louis Cardinals, 2021. I am 22 years old. Yadier Molina has been in the league since 2004 and has never seen free agency. This is the first time in his whole entire career he has ever been a free agent. The man is pushing 40 years old, and he's looking for a multi-year contract. If John Moselock, the GM of the Cardinals, wants to not sign Yadier Molina, St. Louis, I will gladly be your GM because this is absolutely pathetic if they let him walk. Uh, I don't care if his offensive production may not be there. I don't care if his defensive production is going down a little bit. It's Yadier Molina. It's the face of the franchise. The man is has all these stats, all these accolades, all these awards under one team. And how many MLB players can say that they do it under one team anymore? Nobody does it. Pujols left us, okay? You know, there's a lot of players that have left the St. Louis Cardinals, okay? But Yadier Molina has stayed consistent. Same with Adam Wainwright. It's not a pitcher that we have on the list later on, but it, it, those are two names that have been with our team forever. And if John Mosellock lets either either one of them walk, I'll be thoroughly disgusted. But uh, if, if he is to walk, if he is, if they're not going to sign him, uh, the, the one team I would see is he's going to go replace G2 Real Muto out in Philadelphia. Uh, that would be a team. I've seen connections to both New York sides. I've seen connections to both the Bronx, and I've seen connections to Queens. But, I mean, they're going to be all over all catcher names right now just because uh, it's the hot position both of them need. Uh, but one team that is desperately hurting for a catcher right now is the Philadelphia Phillies when they're missing JT Real Muto. So uh, if, if Yachty is to walk, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked to see him end up in Philly. But I will be thoroughly sick to my stomach if my baseball idol leaves my team. Uh, so hopefully St. Louis, uh, hopefully St. Louis will make the call to Yachty. But you know, there's no guarantee, unfortunately. 
Yeah, Matt, uh, quickly, do you, do you think Yachty leaves St. Louis? I feel I feel where Will's coming from because not that there was much speculation, but at one point I was scared that Derek Jeter would leave the Yankees when he played. And, you know, growing up with an idol, it's hard to see them go elsewhere. I can't say I've had that happen before uh, in any of my sports idols, really. I mean, Kobe was a Laker for life besides the draft, you know, uh, Derek Jeter. And then here we have Masahiro Tanaka, who we'll, we'll discuss a little bit later, I believe. But yeah, I think we'll put it perfectly. Um, Yadier Molina, Cardinal for life. I mean, it, it sounds right. It looks right. Putting him in another uniform, it, it's just it's just one of those things. In baseball, you, you, grow, you grow romantic with the sport, you could say. And there are just things that, that look right and feel right. And that just seems so out of place to me, him anywhere but St. Louis. So, so just because of that, I, I think we have to keep him as a Cardinal. I'm not going to lie. If he gets signed somewhere else, I might actually come on here and cry on camera. Like, this is going to be absolute. This is – St. Louis, this is going to hurt more than Pujols leaving. This is going to hurt so much more. Like, if John Mozeliak, you need to listen. Listen to your fans. Everybody and their mother is a St. Louis Cardinal fan is saying to re-sign Yachty. Nobody cares about what his production is. He could sit every single game as long as he's on the team. Nobody cares. Just bring him back. Everybody wants to see Adi back in St. Louis. I can't imagine many players – hell, I can't imagine any MLB fan out there wants to see Yachty on a different team. I, I really don't. So, uh, no matter if you're a Cardinals fan or not, I mean, Yachty has to come back home. I agree. Sometimes I think we get too caught up in the production and we kind of forget that these are people. And Yachty just belongs on the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, you mentioned Jeter with the Yankees. Like, Jeter would not have fit anywhere else. Like, he is a Yankee. It didn't matter. Those seasons where he wasn't really hitting too well, it's like, so what? Keep him. He's Derek Jeter. He's box office. He puts people in the seats. He sells jerseys. I feel the same way about Yadier Molina. That dude could go out there and hit 180. I don't care. Yadi has to be playing for the Cardinals. It's just that, 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 that's non-negotiable. So we're out of the catchers now. Uh, we're going to move to first base. And we only have one on the list because he's – Kind of a first baseman, kind of not a first baseman. He can play wherever, and there's really no other first baseman worth talking about. And we're going to talk about DJ LeMayhew. Maybe the biggest free agent on here as far as a position player goes. This guy is hot. He is—he has been on fire every year in New York. He was on fire in Colorado before that. Matt, because he was a Yankee last year, I'm going to start with you. Do your Yankees find a way to bring DJ LeMahieu back to the Bronx? God, I hope so. <laughs> you know, you know that's the best way I could put it. Uh, Brian Cashman and the Steinburners are really taking their sweet time uh, in offering DJ LeMahieu a contract, which I think is ridiculous. Um, don't know what they're waiting for. I think he's earned a blank check. You know, how, how much you want, DJ, we'll give it to you, honestly. He is not only the most valuable player from this past season, he's the most valuable, valuable free agent for this offseason. Like you mentioned, RJ, his versatility is probably second to none based on his offensive production. I mean, naming one other guy that could play any infield position, not, not catcher, of course, and hit, you know, 340, 350 consistently. I mean, there can't be many, if any. Um, I, I really hope so. I hope the Yankees don't fumble the bag because I think this is very important. Um, and in his two years with the Yankees, he's became my favorite player on the team, not named Masahiro Tanaka. Um, I, I love I love how focused he is on the game. I think he's a great mind uh, of the sport. Even though he's he's quiet, he's not a guy that'll give you a sponsorship or uh, get you any more tickets necessarily. At least not directly. But he's a reliable guy more than anything. I mean, his defense, his offense. He's won Gold Gloves, batting titles, batting title in the NL and the AL. Which I don't know how many people have done that. Uh, not many, but. I will say Yankees, but I don't fully trust the front office. So in something that I hope I never see, something that comes straight from a nightmare, DJ LeMahieu to the Boston Red Sox. Now, this might make sense. It might not. The Red Sox have a lot of stupid contracts invested in stupid people, injury-prone guys, uh, Chris Sale. I know J.D. Martinez accepted his option or took an extension or something like that. They gave Benintendi a ridiculous extension, even though he hasn't – I would say he hasn't really fully proved himself yet. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, they're set to finally send off uh, into retirement. He could become a bench coach. I think that's – he's been a bench coach the past three years anyway. 
Mm. Might as well give him the official name. Uh, they need a second baseman. And I know Jose Peraza just left. And uh, the infield is looking good, honestly. Michael Chavis isn't too bad. I know Bobby Dahlbeck will be coming up soon. Devers at third. Bogarts at short. You can complete a pretty nice infield with DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu can make anything look good. So uh, I'll go out on a limb and say the Red Sox. I don't think they're a very tip-top candidate. Um, if I was going for maybe a more realistic one, maybe the Angels. I think the Angels would make a lot of sense too. But, yeah, I, I, I just got to hope for the best here and, and say the Yankees. But I got, I got other – I got backup plans, I guess. Well, let's hear it. Uh, I'm going to make you sick, Matt. I'm going to do it, but I'm also going to make myself sick. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why, there's just something telling me that the Yankees front office isn't going to do it. Uh, I, I don't know why. I mean, the guy has become a face in New York. The guy has done everything he can for the Yankees. The man came, came just short of an MVP. Uh, man's been one of the most, if not the most consistent hitter in baseball since joining the league. But I have, again, I'm going to make myself sick to my stomach right here by saying this. I think he's going to go back to his original team. I think he's going to go to the Chicago Cubs. Oh, uh, I think okay. the Chicago Cubs are in desperate need. They're in win-now mode. Uh, I think after getting swept by the Miami Marlins in the first round of the extended playoffs, I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to get a new GM. Theo Epstein just stepped down. Uh, they're going to be looking with, under new management as well. And I think what, what more can you do as a new GM than come in and make a big splash? Uh, and DJ LeMay, who's one hell of a big splash. Uh, that's the one kind of infield piece they're missing. Could you imagine an MLB infield of Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, DJ LeMahieu, and Anthony Rizzo? I mean, it is absolutely disgusting. If they can, if they can find a way to put it together, uh, I mean, it'd be absolutely gross, and I, I could see it happening. It's like I said, it's the one position on the infield they're missing that would really solidify things, and I think it would honestly make them a clear favorite in the NL Central. It, it did cross wow. my mind. I will say that the Cubs did cross my mind, but uh, the, I then thought of Nico Horner at second base, who. Yeah, he had his rookie year. He's supposed to be one of the higher touted prospects in their organization. So I just figured they try to let him grow a little bit. But yeah, no disrespect there. I, I do think LeMahieu would fit really well. In Nico Horner or maybe even Chris Bryant could also see time in the outfield, though. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, they could find a way to work around it if they went to go get LeMahieu, yeah. which would be crazy, which would be absolutely nuts. It would make me sick. But uh, it's a it's a team with a lot of payroll, and that's gonna and that's exactly what Lemayhew needs, especially after a season where a lot of teams are gonna miss out on payroll uh, because of missing a lot of games. Uh, you have to stick with the higher up teams for somebody like DJ. Um, yeah, it's a team that stood out to me. That would be insane, uh, DJ Lemayhew on the Cubs. That is not something that ever crossed my mind uh, because right now I think they need to put an emphasis on trying to bring back Javi, Chris Bryant, both of them. You have to get one of them, but hopefully both uh, for Cubs fans. Matt, I know you might be worried. I think the Yankees are going to hand DJ a blank check. I don't think you can let this guy leave. I just – I don't see how. Um, anyway, we put him at first base, but we know he's a second baseman. We've got another second baseman here, Colton Wong. <sighs> Where do we think he plays? Will, let's start with you. John Mozalock, you make me sick. Uh, I tell you what, man, you, are, you may be one of the worst GMs in the MLB for somebody – uh, who continuously wins all the time. For somebody who's always been known to have an annoying team and always be consistent, John Mozeliak may be one of the worst and most coward GMs of all time. Uh, the fact that you're going to cut one of the most consistent second basemen in the league. Second base is one of the thinnest positions in the Major League Baseball. And this man is a very consistent fielder and a very consistent hitter, and you're just going to let him walk. Uh, that is absolutely terrible. Colton Wong said that he felt like it was kind of uh, uncalled for, almost like a spit in the face. Uh, I don't think because of those comments, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I'd love to see him come back to St. Louis. I really wish we'd re-sign him. That was my original prediction, but after seeing those comments, man, I, I just can't believe it. And a team that really stands out to me when it comes to Colt Wong is somebody that's already had connections with him, and it's the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, I think that they could move David Fletcher over to shortstop with Angels and Simmons gone, and I think that really solidifies that infield as well between Rendon, Fletcher, Wong, and then Pujols would be over there at first. Uh, I think that would make for a really decent infield, especially with an aging pools who I think will get moved at some point, but you know, we'll, we'll get to that at a point, you know, maybe in a different video, but yeah, I could see Colton Wong putting on the Angels series of this season. Matt. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mosellock makes a lot of mistakes and, you know, getting rid of Pujols, not, I mean, letting him walk years and years ago, 
maybe could be considered one of them. Not bringing Arenado after several years and years of tempting Cardinals fans. You know, they want that star that they haven't had in quite some time. Uh, to now this, I mean, he's a fan favorite. He reminds me of if the Yankees got rid of someone like Tanaka, someone who's been pretty reliable over the years and just won over the hearts of fans. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see him staying with the Cardinals, unfortunately. I think uh, Colton Wong deserves better. Uh, he deserves to go to a place where he's more wanted, at least by the front office. Uh, and for me, that that's Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Phillies, I think, have a hole to fill. Uh, Alec Baum coming up, obviously, last year made the infield much better. He had a great uh, – I don't know how many games he played, maybe like 40, probably a little less. Um, he will most likely be their starting third baseman this year. Uh, Scott Kingery is listed on their depth chart right now as the starting second baseman. And I don't know about you guys, but Kingery has not lived up to any kind of hype he's gotten over the years. Uh, I, was, I was excited for him when he first came in. He seemed like a almost a five-tool guy, the way he can run and the way he can – uh, hit at least, but he, I mean, he's kind of been subpar in my opinion. I think Colton Wong fills that second base spot really well. Uh, first base, you got Reese Hoskins, second base, you would have Colton Wong, uh, third base, Alec Baum, and then shortstop Gene Segura, who's still under contract with them. It's a pretty solid infield. And this is also, uh, if, if the, uh, Phillies don't sign Didi Gregorius, uh, if they do, it's a different story, but, uh, based on this, I will go with Colton Wong to the Phillies. Well, Matt, you're starting to learn uh, the uh, the art of broadcasting because you just gave me the perfect lead into the next Segway. next free agent on the list, and that is shortstop D.D. Gregorius. You mentioned the Phillies. They got to be in win-now mode. Uh, you've got a pretty solid team. You really need to start going for it. And uh, do you guys think that they bring D.D. back? If not, where do we think Didi goes? Matt, I'm going to start with you. I do think that um, – well, first, I, I do like the odds. I like the odds of them bringing Didi back. I think he's, he's shown that he can be pretty consistent at times. But if they don't re-sign him and go the Colton Wong route or whatever the case is, they could do both, I'm sure. Um, that'd be kind of weird to work out. But if uh, Didi does not remain with the Phillies, he needs to go somewhere – that is left-handed hitter friendly. Uh, a short porch like Yankee Stadium, although I don't see the Yankees re-signing him. Uh, you got Pesky's pole in right field at Fenway. Um, it, it's hard for me to name them all uh, lefty, lefty-friendly stadiums off the top of my head. But when you put Didi in that environment, how we saw him with New York, he can be a very good hitter and a pretty consistent one too. It's just a matter of putting him in the right environment. So um, I will say the Phillies uh, for now kind of kind of contradicts what I'm saying with Colton Wong, but I do think it go either way. Uh, we're going with best fit here, and I think he can hit well at Citizens Bank, uh, especially with the right field they have. So I'll say Didi stays. Will, where do we see Didi hitting in 2021? I'm going to go with a similar pattern, the same way I went with DJ LeMayhew. Uh, DJ LeMayhew, I said, was going to go back to one of his original teams. I'm going to say the same thing for Didi Gregorius. I think he's going to go to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I think that opening a shortstop with Freddie Galvis becoming a free agent opens a hole at shortstop that Didi could easily fill. Uh, I think that infield becomes really disgusting. Again, another team that adds a lot with something. Didi Gregorius is definitely a great name to fill at shortstop. Um, uh, you know, I, I just – I really like Didi out there in Cincinnati. You know, again, that NL Central team, I think a lot of people are putting on notice that the Cardinals are not exactly the team that, you know, everybody thought they could be. Um, the Cubs are playing down to standards as well. They're not exactly putting up the same, same type of record they thought they would. Uh, they lost key pieces in their pitching this year. Uh, I think the NL Central's got a lot to – a lot of room to move, a lot of room to grow. Uh, I think it still becomes a four-team race. I still think this is one of the toughest divisions in baseball. Um, and I think I think the Reds still see it that way. You know, they lose Trevor Bauer. They lose Freddie Galvis. There's a lot of contract, um, a lot of open cap space and just those two players alone. I think Didi could get a multi-year deal out there in Cincinnati. Gotcha. We got one more shortstop here on the list. Marcus Simeon from the Oakland Athletics. Do we think Oakland finds a way to bring him back, or is he going to go test the market and go get some big money somewhere else, Will? Uh, Simeon's weird. Uh, Simeon's definitely a weird name. Uh, de definitely, I mean, whenever I was looking at it, no team really actually stood out to me other than the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Simeon's one of those blue-collar guys. He's not exactly 
uh, a household name, even though uh, for not this last season, but the season prior, he should be. Um, but for some reason, no, no team really stood out to me other than the Oakland Athletics. I think they'll find a way to bring him back. Uh, I, I think for some reason he's going to take a pay cut. I think he won't be making the money he should be making. Um, but he also did perform pretty underwhelmingly in the 2020 season. Uh, I think that he's going to stay in Oakland. Matt, what about you? Uh, I have him testing the waters. Um, this, this, of course, being because the Angels will not bring back Angels and Simmons, in my opinion. But I think he's going to go to the Los Angeles Angels. I, I think it's a great fit, um, especially with, with the uh, team they're starting to kind of put together around Mike Trout. Uh, Anthony Rendon last season was a start. Now they got to keep it moving. Simeon, he had a – I don't know how his, his season was this year off the top of my head. Not great. I think I think it was a down year compared to what he did before, which he got MVP votes the season before. So if we see that Simeon, it could be dangerous. It could be really dangerous, but I think he'll stay in the, in the division, but he'll head out to Anaheim. Gotcha. That would, that would definitely be interesting. That'd be a slap in the face to Oakland if he leaves and goes to a division rival, but we would like to see some talent surround Mike Trout so we can see this guy in the playoffs. Let's keep this one quick because I mean, I don't know about you guys, I can't see Justin Turner leaving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. What about y'all? Well, uh, three months ago, I would say he's, he's got a one-way ticket to uh, Cleveland. But uh, he got his title, which I think was the one thing he was really missing from being successful in Los Angeles. He's given them some great years. I think he's going to stay. I think they lock him up. I, I, he's, he's a guy where I could, see, I could see him being a Dodger for life, quite honestly. Well, well from, from, you know, from here on out. I know he started with the Mets. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think with a future move that could be coming of the Los Angeles Dodgers, I think they're going to let Turner walk. Uh, I think that they're going to let Turner go. Uh, I, I think he, for some reason, is going to become the odd man out on the infield. I don't see him getting rid of, uh, of Muncie anytime soon. Corey Seager's a World Series MVP. Definitely not going to get rid of him. Uh, what, who's at first base? Or Cody Bellinger at first base right now? Is, is that who they're running at first base, or are they keeping him in the outfield? Uh, Muncie plays first sometimes. Muncie, well, I know they got Gavin Lux coming up. So, I mean, yeah. they got Gavin Lux who's going to be coming up. Can't, can't uh, Rios play first, too? Who's that? Rios. And I know uh, Matt Beatty can, too. Yeah, I mean, they've got plenty of options. That's the thing. they got a lot of infield options. Um, I think third base is going to be a spot that they are going to walk. They're going to let Justin Turner walk. And uh, I tell you what, I, I've said this earlier. I said this earlier in the offseason. I'm going to stick to it. I think that Justin Turner is going to go to RJ's Atlanta Braves. Uh, I, I think he's going to make his way to Atlanta. I think Austin Riley will see time in the outfield. Uh, I, I think that Austin Riley is a great bat and very consistent um, and very underrated, again, to a casual MLB fan. But whenever you watch Austin Riley play, he's very good. Uh, I think Dansby really solidified himself at shortstop. I think Justin Turner would fill in a good void at third base. That was ran by Johan Camargo a lot of the times this season, which is, uh, I mean, Justin Turner's an obvious upgrade. And then uh, it, it, it opens up. Uh, opens up Austin Riley to go out in the left field because of somebody who may not be there next season. Correct. I'm glad you brought that up. I would love Justin Turner to sign with the Braves. I said that a couple months ago, actually, when I looked at the uh, free agents, saw Justin Turner was out there. I would love it. I think that's an upgrade at third base. And I think you can move Austin Riley out to the outfield put him with Christian Pache, who I want to see play this year with Ronald Acuna because this next guy on the list, Marcel Ozuna. I don't know that Atlanta brings him back. I think they like these little one-year deals they've been doing, and I don't think Ozuna wants to do that again. He had an amazing year. I think he needs to go get his money. Matt, where does he get that money from? Uh, well, John Mosellock would be kind of stupid to not give him a call up once again. I mean, he just had the best year of his career after leaving the Cardinals. Uh, I think it's only fair that they give him a call back and offer him something. Uh, I'm sure Will can agree with me on that. Although, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him staying with the Braves. I've, obviously, that was a really good fit considering he had the best year of his career. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals for this one. I think Mozeliak gains a couple more brain cells and gets something together at least. All right, Will, what do we think? Ooh, that that would tickle my fancy. I tell you what, I'd love to see Marcelo Ozuna come back. And I saw comments on a photo on Instagram between Ozuna and Molina, where Ozuna said that he would love to hear where Molina is going to go and he may follow. Um, but I'm going to go a different route. Uh, I'm going to say that there there is a outfield that's missing a very key piece and could easily be a contender. And they're recently under new uh, a new head coach. 
They are very young, very, very young when it comes to their outfield, and they need a piece that's a little bit more veteran, uh, somebody who's been through that before. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox. I think the addition of Eloy, I think Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and Marcelo Zuna may be the most dangerous outfield I've ever heard of, uh, especially for years to come. If Marcelo Zuna can stay consistent and Luis Robert can see uh, an increase between his freshman and sophomore seasons, I think that outfield is going to be absolutely dangerous. Uh, I think the, the Twins may not exactly be as much of a favorite as we think. We've seen the Indians be inconsistent. I think this is another division that is up for grabs, and the White Sox would be almost dumb to not offer on somebody like Marcelo Zuna. I love that fit. I think the White Sox, yeah, they're coming, and if uh, they go get Ozuna, they're going to speed that process up. I love it. We got more than one outfielder out there, though. George Springer. Where do we think George Springer goes, Will? All right. This is where I see the Cardinals coming into play. I think he's. I think Mosaic is going to gain a couple brain cells here. Uh, I think between one of the last two remaining is going to. He's one of them's got to come to St. Louis. I mean, they have to. St. Louis may have one of the worst outfielders, uh, outfielding uh, trios I've ever seen. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is a great fielder, but a very inconsistent hitter. Same thing goes for Bader and Dexter Fowler is the worst combination of both. Uh, I think that the Cardinals need to make an outfield move desperately. If they can't go get Marcelo Zuna, why not go get George Springer? Why not go get the next guy that we're going to talk about? But right now, I'm going to go with the bigger name. I'm going to hope that we bring George Springer to San Luis. Matt, where do we see George Springer playing next year? Uh, well, for me, I see him going up to Toronto and playing with the Blue Jays. That, that's a real young team they have up, up north. And they're growing year by year. They had a very good year this year, I would say, especially with the difficulty of the AL East. It's never an easy run. Uh, I think George Springer wants to get away from the whole, the whole cheating scandal, you know, fi find a new place, a new home. I don't think there's any chance he resigns with Houston. I never thought of him as a villain though. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's you, uh, just me, but I, I think of like Correa cause he's so outspoken Altuve Hinch because he, you know, he doesn't claim responsibility and all that. Springer's just, he's just there. Uh, and unfortunately he was along for that and hopefully doesn't tarnish his legacy because I still think he's a fantastic player. Uh, I think he's going to get a big deal wherever he goes. Um, I think he's one of the one of the better hitting outfielders in the league. I know there's plenty nowadays, uh, quite the surplus even. Uh, but I think he'd be a great fit in Toronto with guys like uh, Teoscar Hernandez, who's coming off the best year of his career. Um, and then the young outfield, uh, Lourdes Gurriel is there too. Of course, he had a very good year as well. So, yeah, kind of like that White Sox outfield, surround, surround the, the now veteran almost with, with younger guys. I see the same thing for Toronto. Gotcha. That would be interesting. Uh, you mentioned the Houston Astros. They will be without at least one of them probably. But they've got another outfielder out here that's a free agent, and that is Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley's a little older, but where do we think he's going to be next year, Matt? Uh, personally, I see Brantley going back to where he was before Houston. I see him going back to the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians last season had one of their worst offensive outfields to date. Uh, I mean, not to date, of, of, re of recent past. Uh, Tyler Naquin being your best offensive outfielder is kind of a problem, if you ask me. Uh, I do think Brantley could still help. I know he's getting up there in age. Uh, I think he's, what, 34, 35, something like that. Uh, I still think he can give a good couple of years. I mean, I don't see this contract being anything long, um, two or three years maybe, uh, four at the max. Uh, I still think he has something to offer. He's still hitting for a pretty good average, and he can definitely help a struggling Cleveland offense. So I'm going to go with sending Michael Brantley back to the Indians. Will, let's hear it. Uh, whenever I think of Michael Brantley, I think of one of the more consistent hitters in the MLB again. I think he's a very great hitter whenever it comes to all sides of the field, everything such as that. He's not a defensive liability. I mean, he's not a standout guy. But there's somebody who needs a safety blanket on his team. There's somebody who needs somebody in the offensive lineup to really help him out. That's Juan Soto. Uh, I, I want to see Michael Brantley go to the Washington Nationals. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody really out there that could really protect Juan Soto in that lineup. And I think putting Brantley at a four or maybe putting Brantley at a two would really add a lot for Juan Soto sitting in that three spot. I think that really adds a new dimension to the Nationals lineup in another division that could be grabbed by anybody. So, uh, it, well, at least a wild card spot easily. Um, Atlanta Braves looking like they're kind of carrying that away. But, uh, yeah, I can see the Nationals going after that. Well, that would definitely be an interesting one uh, to bring Brantley to Washington to kind of help mentor Juan Soto. I like that. 
Uh, I know we've mentioned a couple different scenarios for the Atlanta Braves, but I think this is one also. You mentioned Michael Brantley's age earlier. He is 34 years old. And Atlanta, the last couple years, has loved these little one-year deals and these little two-year deals that they can get out of easy. I think that's a match made in heaven, honestly. If they don't go get Justin Turner and you leave Austin Riley at third base, now you're going to have an opening in the outfield with Ozuna leaving. And I think Michael Brantley to the Atlanta Braves is absolutely perfect. Uh, so I would, I'd be looking out for that one. We do have one DH here to talk about, Nelson Cruz. I personally can't see him leaving Minnesota. I think he has done so much for that offense and that entire franchise. Uh, I, I can't see Minnesota letting him go. What do you think, Matt? Honestly, I, I, I think the exact same that you think. Uh, I think he's had a career resurgence, uh, if anything, uh, in Minnesota, and I see no problem with keeping him. I think the, the deal is going to be – a year, may, uh, a year, maybe two. I would expect more of a year considering his age. But, uh, yeah, I, s simply put, I think he stays in Minnesota. Well, let's be different. Let's, let's, get, let's say something off the charts. Uh, at this age, for uh, Nelson Cruz, I want to say he's 40. Uh, he, is. he may even – yeah, okay, so 40 years old. At a point, the man's got his bag. The man's been paid everywhere he's gone. At a point, I'm sure he wants to ring Chase. At a point, I'm sure he'll take a pay cut and go join a team in which he stands a chance to get a World Series championship, something he's always been lacking. He's been multiple times with the Rangers, but he's never made it that far. What better team to go take a pay cut and chase a World Series ring than the Tampa Bay Rays? I tell you what, this is a team that could use a DH. This is a team that could use a more consistent bat. Uh, this is a absolutely crazy addition to their lineup. Nelson Cruz only gets better with age, man. Uh, he, he seems to be doing new things every single year. For some reason, he's still leading the league in home runs almost every single year. Obviously, this year, Luke Voigt, but Nelson Cruz right there, you know. Uh, one hell of a hitter, uh, and that's exactly what he's going to do. No matter where he goes, he's going to hit. Uh, this is a very big chance to get a ring with the Tampa Bay Rays. They're a very young and up-and-coming team. I don't see why this couldn't be another addition for the Tampa Bay Rays, and I think this would be huge for their organization. That would be one of the biggest signings that I've personally seen the Tampa Bay Rays make. Uh, that uh, would for that, history, that would be yeah, time. in their franchise, that'd be nuts. Yeah, that that would be big time. All right, that is going to be it for all of the position players. Now we've got some pitchers. I think we've got what six, seven of them, something like that. Let's start with number one, the ace, the biggest pitching free agent out there. Trevor Bauer. It is. It was a Bauer outage all year in Cincinnati. Oh, do we think he goes back to Cincinnati, or do we think he goes and gets that money somewhere else? Will, I'm going to let you start. Uh, he's going to go get a bag. He's not coming back. There's no way he's coming back. Uh, man, it, it's a matter of where the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes are probably the most entertaining thing whenever it comes to the MLB right now. Uh, man, where does he go? Where does he go? Where does he go? Hmm. Uh, Angels finally need a pitcher. I mean, they need it. They need to quit shying away. Uh, they need to realize at a point that their offense isn't the problem. They need to realize that they don't have a starting pitcher or a reliever worth a damn out there in L.A. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Bundy's their ace. That should tell you everything you need to know. And Kenyon Middleton is their ace in the bullpen. That should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, Trevor Bauer needs to come to the Los Angeles Angels to stand uh, for the sake of Mike Trout's career. Uh, Mike Trout definitely needs to make some postseason appearances. And one pitcher is still not enough. But Trevor Bauer would be such a crazy addition to this Angels team. This is a team with a ton of payroll left. This is a team that is in desperate need of pitching help. Um, the only other team, and I don't want to say it, the only other team I can see it is the Houston Astros. Um, but I, for some reason, I don't think he's going to go there. For something, uh, something about the cheating scandal really turns me off to that place. I don't think a lot of – I think a lot of free agents look at that place a lot differently, no matter who they're running under and everything such as that. So – um, I think it turns off a lot of free agents. So I'm going to go with L.A. as of now uh, in the Angels for winning these sweepstakes for Trevor Bauer. Especially with as outspoken as Trevor Bauer has been when it comes to the cheating scandal, I would be shocked if he signed with Houston and he was a yeah, teammate of Jose Altuve. <laughs> yeah, that would be – that'd be wild. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Angels. I thought the Angels should have went out and got Steven Strasburg last year. At some point, they do have to realize pitching is the issue here. It's not hitting. You can hit. Uh, so, they need to figure out the pitching. I think Trevor Bauer would be a great addition there. Matt, where does Trevor Bauer play in 2021? 
Well, I, I do agree that the Angels would be a good fit, uh, considering how much they do need pitching. I agree that's the problem in Anaheim. Uh, but for an outspoken pitcher, you need an outspoken owner. And I think he would mesh really well with Steve Cohen and the New York Mets. I know I, know I had JT Romuto going to New York earlier in the video. I still, I still support that. Uh, it's going to be a big offseason. There are lots of expectations now with the new owner, new management. He cleared out all the front office positions. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good fit. Uh, there's no way he stays in Cincinnati after the way, after how dirty the offense did him in the playoffs. I, I, I you got to feel bad. Uh, as a former pitcher, I mean, when your offense hangs you out to dry, I mean, there's kind of no worse feeling, especially when you're pitching really well. Uh, yeah, I think I think it would be an easy fit. Um, let's hope he doesn't catch the injury bug once he heads to New York, like almost all their pitchers do. But they do need pitching to an extent, maybe not as much as the Angels, but I do think he would like the bright lights of New York. Oh, my God, that would be so gross. That would be they big. Would be that would be big for the Mets, and I don't want to see that as a Braves fan. It's it bad enough we got to – yeah, it's bad enough we had to play DeGrom. You had Bauer to that, and I'm going to be pissed. DeGrom, Bauer, Syndergaard, Stroman, and whoever you want to put in it, but that is Matt or something. Porcello, Rocco. Another former fun. pitcher that Cleveland let get away somehow inexplicably, Corey Kluber is available out there. A little older, but still very effective. What do we think, Will, Corey Kluber? I have uh, very similar ideas with Corey Kluber that I have with Nelson Cruz. I think he's kind of up there in age, and he needs to start ring chasing. I think he needs to go find that team that he's going to be able to go get it with. Hey, Tampa Bay. I'm going to go back to it. Uh, Tampa Bay just let go of Charlie Morton. They're going. They're in desperate need of a third arm. Uh, we all know that it's going to be Black, uh, Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow. Uh, I'm sure Brendan McKay will come back from injury. Uh, and then who, who else starts? I mean, the, the opener only works for so long. You can't do it twice in your five-day rotation. Uh, they need to bring in a fourth starter at minimum. Uh, Corey Kluber could be that guy. Corey Kluber could take a pay cut and go join the Tampa Bay Rays in a hope to go join uh, a ring chase. Uh, I, that's a team I could see. Another team I could actually see is my own St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we have a big tendency to overpay for pitching, especially for the older pitchers who are way past their prime. Uh, that is the most John Moselock move I've ever heard of in my life. We have enough money wrapped up in terrible pitching already, uh, but why not add another contract to the book? So uh, I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay, but I could see it going to St. Louis. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm sure you'd be happy about that. All right, we got one more starting pitcher on here. Another player that I just don't think is going to change teams, but you never know, right? 2020's been crazy. Masahiro Tanaka. Wait, Matt, who are you going for Kluber? Yeah, I, I <laughs> mean – I totally – yeah, I didn't – Hey, I mean, I thought you'd want to hear this, RJ, because I got Corey Kluber coming to the Braves. I Damn, mean, I, I completely skipped you, bud. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's all good. Uh, it, 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 the signing of Corey Kluber to – Atlanta kind of reminds me of when uh, the Braves kind of signed – well, not kind of, they did. They signed Cole Hamels, and that's another aging star, former Cy Young caliber, uh, with a little more to give maybe. I know Kluber's a little bit younger than Hamels is at this point. So, if anything, he has more to give. Um, he has been kind of riddled with injuries over the past few years, but I don't think that's going to be a major problem. Uh, of course, it could be. Uh, but knock on wood, he stays healthy and can – ring chase as well. I, I do think the Braves will still have a good chance at a title within the next few years. We know how young the core is there and it's only getting better. So yeah, I see Kluber joining the Braves. Something low risk though. Very, very one or two years. I agree. I, I, I actually really like that move. I do think they need to add a veteran starter to go with those that young trio they have of Soroka, Freed, and Anderson. I think you bring in a guy with some experience like a Corey Kluber or if he's too expensive, go get John Lester. Anybody who's older who will give you innings and will help mentor this young trio of studs that Atlanta has right now. Um, since I couldn't wait to get to him, you already know who's next. Masahiro Tanaka. I don't think he leaves the Yankees. You never know. Matt, is Masahiro Tanaka going to stay with your Yankees? Uh Yes, I do think he will. Uh, kind of like Will, if Yachty leaves, he'll, he'll come on here and shed tears. I might have a few to shed if, if Tanaka goes elsewhere. Um, I hope we bring him back. He's been, he's been reliable. He's been almost everything you can ask for. Uh, injuries here and there, but overall he stayed consistent. Him in the playoffs, uh, 
besides this uh, this season, uh, he's pretty unstoppable. Uh, one of the lowest all-time postseason ERAs, which is very, very impressive. He's handled the bright lights in New York very well, something that Shohei Otani didn't think he could do, which is why he took kind of a, a lighter route heading to Anaheim. Uh, when he came over from Japan, he, he's done everything the Yankees can ask him, and he's a fan favorite, as I mentioned earlier. I think he's very important to the rotation, especially – we don't know when Severino's coming back. Paxton's a free agent. Hap's a free agent. Something's got to happen with this starting pitching. And I think you need something to kind of lean on besides Garrett Cole. And I think Tanaka's that guy. Uh, if if uh, the apocalypse begins and Tanaka does not get a contract from the Yankees, uh, he's going to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, they're going to be missing Bauer. And I think he can fit right in as a three-starter behind Gray and Castillo. Will, where does Masahiro Tanaka play 2021? I like that pick of Cincinnati. I like that name. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know if he would leave New York. And because of that, I'm going to go with one of two teams. He's either going to re-sign with the Mets. Or, whoa, he's going to re-sign with the Yankees or he's going to go to the Mets. Uh, th those would be my two. I don't think he's going to go that far. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see him wanting to move too far from where he's at right now. The only other exception I could think of would be joining Hunchin Ryu in Toronto. Uh, those would be the three landing spots I have for Tanaka. To pick one, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Um, I, don't, I don't. It's another one of those names that I don't see him pitching anywhere else. But um, yeah, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd go with the Yankees. But if I had to bet on him going somewhere else, honestly, I'd say the New York Mets. Uh, again, it's another name that uh, it could be a great addition to that pitching staff. It's not It's not going to be anybody that shies away innings from Jacob deGrom or anything like that. But it's another consistent pitcher that could be out there. And that's something that the Mets have been lacking for quite some time outside of deGrom and Syndergaard, of course. Well, I, well I've got a team for you. Uh, we, know, we know this team can hit. They need pitching. We just mentioned that. The Los Angeles Angels are going to go get Masahiro Tanaka if he leaves the Yankees. I think he goes to the Angels. I think they miss out on Bauer. I think Bauer just costs too much. They can't keep up, and I think they go get Tanaka. He's going to cost money, but not as much as Bauer. Him and Otani. All right. Exactly. Here's a crazy one. Wild Otani card. Again. Wild card. Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins with Kim Inga and the Yankees organization is down there. Derek Jeter from the Yankees organization is down there. It's a young and upcoming team. They just made a playoff push. I think this could be another team that could honestly be looking to make a lot of moves. Um, I would you know, they, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those to where maybe not Tanaka, but I could see somebody going down there. Uh, that's a name to be – that's at least a team to be looking out for to see somebody get moved out. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. that's interesting. All right. Now we've got some relief pitchers. Let's start with, in my opinion, the best one out there, and that is Liam Hendricks. Where do we think Liam Hendricks goes and helps next year? Uh, oh, okay. Matt. <laughs> uh, personally, I think – if the A's are going to sign anybody, it's going to be Liam Hendricks. I think uh, they're going to kind of throw the bag at him. Pitching has been a big struggle for them. They have the offense for the most part. Uh, Loriano, Chapman, Olsen, uh, Simeon, if he stays, you know. Um, Sean Murphy behind the plate. I know he's an up-and-coming catcher. Uh, and Liam Hendricks is coming off the best year of his career. He won reliever of the year, I want to say, right? I'm almost uh, I positive. Think, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's won it at least once at some point. And, uh, he, yeah, he's very important to that pitching staff because he's almost all they have. So, I think they throw the bag at him, uh, lock him up. Liam Hendricks stays in Oakland. Will, Liam Hendricks plays where next year? Well, RJ, I'm glad you said that you think he's the favorite, uh, probably the best reliever in this class. I think he's going to your Atlanta Braves. Uh, I, I think with the loss of Mark Melanson, uh, this seems like a guy that could really come out and help out Atlanta. I think one of these three names is definitely coming to Atlanta. But I'm going to go with uh, Liam Hendricks over the three of them. I, I think this is going to be the pure, absolute lockdown closer that you haven't seen since Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a huge addition to an Atlanta Braves pitching staff that is in desperate need of bullpen help. And I, I think it could be a, a, a brand new gear to that bullpen. And I, man, if that team gets a lockdown bullpen similar to that young pitching staff to complement it, look out. I mean, it's, it's going to be the Braves' division to lose. Man, I really like Mark Melanson. But yeah, if they can't bring him back, I, <laughs> Liam Hendricks, I'm totally fine with that. We got another one out here Kirby Yates. Will, where do we think he goes? 
Kirby Yates is one of those guys that don't know if I'll see him leaving the Padres. But after last season, I mean, he, he had some injury issues. Whenever he was in, he was a little bit inconsistent. Um, it it kind of raises some question marks. Uh, I have a couple teams I could go with here. I could go with my St. Louis Cardinals. I could see us throwing the bag at him because for some reason we always go after a bullpen on every single year. I think it'd be in a great, a crazy end of the bullpen to have Jordan Hicks, Giovanni Gallegos, and Kirby Yates. Uh, I think that seven, eight, nine punch would be absolutely disgusting. Um, but there's also a couple other big name teams that I see happening. I could see somebody like the Boston Red Sox taking him. I, I, it's another big team that has absolutely no bullpen help. They got rid of the one guy that they had in Brandon Workman, sent him off to Philly. Um, and that's another team I could see is the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, another team that's kind of liking that pure closer. They have Hector Norris. Uh, that definitely has room for improvement. Um, so, yeah, uh, I could see uh, Kirby Yates going to any of those teams. If I had to make a prediction right now, if you told gun to my head, I had to pick a team. Uh, oh, I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies just because they need bullpen help, man. I mean, they got Brandon Workman, but other than that, uh, I'm, Brandon Workman may have even been a rental. They may not even have him anymore. Same with Heath Hembry. Uh, but they need some kind of pitching help out there in Philadelphia. And why not go get a lockdown closer? I agree, Will. Kirby, Kirby Yates, where is he going, Matt? William, you're a smart man. I, I, I have him going to the Phillies as well. Uh, the Phillies bullpen was historically bad last season. They, I believe they lost a countless number of games due to blown saves, blown holds, whatever you call it, besides Hector Neris and then the potential rentals in Workman and Hembry. There's nothing else to offer there. Uh, I also, but I also don't see any reason for Kirby Yates to leave the Padres. They are up and coming. Have the, they had their best season since 2006? This past year, I, I see no reason for him to go. If they offer him a contract, I think he should stay with the Padres. I think he's he's in a better spot there than he is in Philly. Although he would be probably the closer in Philly. Um, the Padres have Emilio Pagan among others. Uh, I. Drew Pomerantz had a pretty good year. Uh, Trevor, Lo- Trevor Rosenthal is who there I'm thinking go. of out of the bullpen. That's English. Um, he had a comeback year uh, in, in 2020. He's set to stay, so that'll be interesting where uh, the closer role will come in for Rosenthal or Yates if Yates stays. But I got Phillies written down. Will has Phillies, and I, have, I see no problem with the Philadelphia Phillies. I think that would help a ton. Yeah, I, I definitely think the Phillies need to add another arm to that bullpen. Like I said, they got to be in win-now mode. The money they've spent the last couple off seasons, the moves they've made, they need to go make some moves. Um, we got one more reliever on here. We got Brad Hand. Will, where do you see Brad Hand pitching next year? I saw him pitching with the Indians. I'm kind of shocked to see that he uh, that they denied his option and they kind of outrode his contract. But um, – because of that, I only see the rich getting richer when it comes to Brad. So I've got one, another t- guy where I have one of three teams. I have Matt's Yankees. Uh, I, I think they want to get rid of the role this Chapman after all this shit. I think they're just okay, tired of him. Uh, another lefty in the bullpen to compliment Zach Britton. Uh, I think that would be huge to get somebody like Brad Hand. I think that'd be crazy for the Yankees bullpen. Uh, you want to talk about the rich getting richer? I have the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, could you imagine Because uh, how terrible that starting pitching is? They need desperate bullpen help. They need the most lockdown bullpen you could have. And they already have Josh Hader and the rookie of the year, Devin Williams. You're saying Hader might get dealt soon. Hey, I mean, if that's the case, then maybe not. But uh, if, if, well, hell, if actually that would almost make for the case even more. If, Brad, spot, if yeah. Hader gets moved even more, uh, bring in Brad Hinn. Brad Hinn's another lefty reliever, you know, get, get him in there. And then uh, the final team I had, uh, why did I just blank? Oh, yeah, the New York Mets. Uh, this is a team with a absolutely god-awful bullpen. Uh, they need somebody out there. Uh, Edwin Diaz is very inconsistent. Dylan Batances has been nothing close to what he was in the New York Yankees system. Uh, they need something. They, they desperately need something. And with a surprise arm like Brad Hinn falling into free agency, you need to take advantage. Steve Cohen is going to be very aggressive. I think this is another arm that I could see him going after and pursuing. Uh, it's another big-name free agent that has hit the market for some unknown reason, uh, probably just because COVID kind of kills everybody's payroll. But uh, the Mets are a team that don't have much question marks when it comes to payroll. So, uh, gun to my head right now, I had to pick a team. I'm going to go with the New York Mets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mets. I'm going to take Brad Hand under Steve Cohen. Matt, let's hear it. Brad Hand. 
Uh, well, you make a lot of good points. I, I do think him playing for the Yankees would be fun. Uh, Adam Adovino had one of the worst years of his career last season. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, oh, no, he's not a lefty. I'm sorry. He's not a lefty. He's a righty. Screw you, by the way. I wanted Adam Adovino whenever he was a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> Adovino, you know, he can throw with footballs, but he's not the most consistent. Earldis Chapman is uh, the complete opposite of clutch. Uh, it's almost like he's playing for the team sometimes. I'm tired of him, uh, personally. Of course, he followed up Mariano Rivera. No easy task, but it is what it is. Mariano never did shit like that. Um, besides 2001, I guess. Infield was in. Different story. Um, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Brad Hand. I think it's a match made in heaven. I think Andrew Miller, they're probably top lefty in the pen. He's aging. Uh, he's on his way out. I think Brad Hand, who's not the youngest, but he's significantly younger, I believe at least by a few years, he can come in um, and fill a void. Uh, even with Miller side-by-side, side, I think adding another lefty to the pen could be very, very helpful for the St. Louis Cardinals. Can't say I trust Giovanni Gallegos that much. Uh, we saw what he did in the playoffs. He's here or there. He's hit or miss. Um, like I said, Miller's aging. And then the rest of the bullpen is here nor there nothing really super it's definitely a team without that consistent lefty that's for sure yeah and, <laughs> and I think Brad Hand could come in and be that consistent lefty because we saw him do it for the Indians we saw him do it for the Padres I don't see why not with the Cardinals so I'm gonna go with St. Louis I think that's a good fit that's almost the same exact move I mean it it really yeah, is exactly it's, right. a, it's a lefty pitcher from the Cleveland Indians that's a couple years past his best year of his career it literally, it's literally the same exact move as Andrew Miller it, it would be an Andrew Miller attempt 2.0 except hopefully this one goes a little better <laughs> I think I think Brad Hand is going to go back to San Diego I don't know why why not right Padres need him I mean, they, lost, they just lost the eights they need exactly. somebody if they lose the eights exactly. they need him yeah. bring Brad Hand back all right so We've got a couple guys we want to talk about that are not free agents, but their names keep being brought up in trade rumors. Ugh. We're going to start with the one that's the most likely. I, I think everybody knows Francisco Lindor will probably not be a Cleveland Indian next year. Where does he – does he get traded? If so, where does he go, Matt? Yeah, 95% chance he's not a Cleveland Indian at the beginning of next season, but – I feel like there's been times where I've said that about Nolan Arenado, who we will get into after this. They're kind of similar situations. Uh, there's been uh, about there being speculation on both sides about moving on, uh, yet nothing has really been done about it. As of right now, the Mets are definitely the top contender for Lindor just because how, I guess, open they've been about their interest, um, more than any other team at least. Uh, the Yankees, it's, it's crossed the Yankees' mind. But I personally don't think we need Lindor, and I'm not willing to give up a large haul of prospects. There's only a certain amount of uh, people on the Yankees I'm willing to get rid of. Uh, I want to keep Clint Frazier now, uh, considering uh, Brett Gardner now 37. We might sign him to a one-year deal, but I don't want him starting. I think Frazier has fit in, and he's, he's won over the Yankees faithful. Um, Adam Adovino can go, but he's aging. And I know that's a big uh, kind of question mark for people. Miguel and Duhar is expendable. He can go. Uh, Chapman and Sanchez, no one's going to take Chapman's contract. And then Sanchez, as we discussed earlier, is hit or miss. Depends if you're looking at the paper or at the game film. It is what it is. Uh, I don't think the Yankees could put together a package for Lindor that I'm willing to get rid of. That, that was the point of what I was saying. I'm gonna go with the Mets. Uh, I know I, I know the other two biggest, uh, the two biggest free agents we discussed. I have going to the Mets, but it's just been that kind of that kind of time. Uh, 2020, Steve Cohen, all this talk, jumbled it up. The Mets put together a super team. Who knows? It's 2020. Anything can happen. But yeah, I, I see no better fit for him at the moment. So therefore, well, Lindor, we've definitely Lindor we've definitely there. got an interesting off season for the Mets so far on here. Uh, Will. Where does Francisco Lindor go? This foreshadows from an earlier pick that I had made. I said Justin Turner is going to go to the Atlanta Braves. It leaves a third base spot open. And for what team? The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, this is a team that could find a way to move around their infield enough to work Francisco Lindor in there. Now, is Lindor going to play short? Is he going to play third? I don't know. Where is Seager going to play? I don't know. But they're going to find a way to make it work. Uh, I think this is a team that has enough prospects, enough people that are still on the books that can make some, a trade package work for Cleveland. 
they they definitely still have a great farm system. They have somebody such as Gavin Lux if they wanted to move him. Uh, I know that's a little bit far fetched. It's their number one prospect, but if they wanted to move somebody for like him for somebody like Francisco Lindor, it'd be huge because then Seager could play second, Lindor could play second, Lindor could go play third. Um, you know, th- these are players that can be moved around. I don't think they're very locked down to just shortstop and neither Seager nor Lindor. Uh, I-, I think this is going to be a big move for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I think they're going to kind of get a little uh, – I think they're going to get a little power hungry. I think they're going to keep going for these rings. Uh, they've been there multiple, multiple times, and they've never made it happen until last year. We had questions about them being the most disappointing dynasty in the history of sports, uh, and now it's time to start piling it on, uh, at least for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think they'll go after Francisco Lindor. That's interesting. Me and you had talked about it, Will. If the Dodgers had lost in the playoffs, either to the Braves or the Rays, I did think they were going to make that Lindor trade, move Seager to third, go get Lindor. Now that they won the World Series, I don't know if they are ultra aggressive like that or if they just kind of chill and say, hey, we got a good-ass team, let's just run it back. Another free agent out there since you brought up third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Um, Do we think the Colorado Rockies, this is the offseason where they make a deal and trade away Nolan Arenado? I personally don't think they do it. What do you guys think? Do they do it? If so, give me one team that Nolan Arenado goes to. Matt. Matt, please take it first. Yeah, I mean, I already know what Will has to say about this. Him and I have discussed this plenty of times. Um, One can only hope it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, If he does go, I don't think he'll go in the offseason. John John Mozeliak is very – what's the word? Hesitant, scared. Hesitant, scared, skittish. He's got no backbone. He's boneless. He's like a chicken tender. Cowardly, boneless. He is a chicken tender. Love that. (laughs) Shout out Enzo Amore. He's a chicken tender. Yeah. There are many things to call John Mozeliak, especially if you're a Cardinal fan. Uh, It's not going to be easy to get Arenado. I do think the Cardinals have acquired plenty of prospects to – uh, put together a good package for them for sure. I mean, get uh, Matthew uh, <laughs> Matthew Libator alone uh, from last season's trade with the Rays is definitely a, a piece of the puzzle that I could see heading to Colorado. Uh, Nolan Gorman is one that is highly speculated considering he is a third baseman. Um, he has some time at first base, some time, I believe, in left field, something like that. But I'm, I'm high on Nolan Gorman personally, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the bigger pieces heading to uh, Colorado. Colorado, if you're smart, you get good prospects. You work with it for the next few years. Uh, I don't think you get anyone that's ready right away. you got to give it at least a, a, a little bit. But I don't think he's going this offseason, if he goes at all, ever. Because uh, Arenado is like the only thing selling tickets in Colorado at this point. Him and Trevor Story, I guess. Uh, it's got to be St. Louis. It's been talked about far too long to not be St. Louis. All right, Will. Follow that up. Man, Aaron Notto has been linked to the St. Louis Cardinals for almost four seasons now. Uh, It has been after time, after time, after time. Arenado had a no-trade clause. They were talking about moving Arenado, and then Arenado said, I would waive it for St. Louis. Word for word, he said it. Uh, He said that he would waive his no-trade clause for St. Louis, and we are still sitting here four years later, and he is still a Colorado Rocky. Look, the guy's going into his age 30 season. You need to trade him now before you can. Uh, His production is still at a very high. It's still very high. He's still one of the better third basemen, if not the best third baseman in the league. Uh, You need to do it while you can. If you are the Rockies manager, you need to listen. Like, you need to move Nolan Arenado. Uh, There is no reason to keep sitting there and keep having him harbor away and waste his career in Colorado. Let him move somewhere. There is something about Nolan Arenado with the birds on the bat that would look so good. There is something about it. Nolan Arenado in St. Louis just sounds so perfect. I mean, it, it's been linked for so long, and it needs to happen. I understand that they're going to they, – they have a high asking price, and they do every single year. And I understand somebody like Nolan Gorman would probably be a piece for that. But St. Louis – with the way that the division is going, with the way the Colorado, uh, the way that Chicago is really making a push, the way that Cincinnati's starting to make a push, the way that Milwaukee just won't go away, I mean, and the way that the Pittsburgh is are young and upcoming, I mean, it, it has to be made a move before we are the worst team in the division. I mean, it has to be. We need to go after Nolan Arenado. There needs to be somebody else in that lineup that's protecting Paul Goldschmidt because could you imagine a lineup in which two, three, four, five was 
I don't know, Paul DeYoung, Paul, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, then Dylan Carlson. I mean, this is a lineup that could really do some serious damage if the lineup's pieces are in place. Nolan Arenado is the one piece from a serious playoff run for St. Louis. We need to go get him. Colorado, you need to let go of him. He needs to go somewhere, but St. Louis is the ultimate home where he needs to go. Well, that would uh, – boy, that would be something. If the Cardinals could get Nolan Arenado and you mentioned the Cubs get D.J. LeMahieu – uh, man, that division, that is a box office we'll spice division. Spice right stuff there. up in that division. Wow. Well, we have covered yeah. a lot in this video. A lot of free agents, a couple trade candidates. Before we go, Will, give me one player we did not talk about. Give me one player, the team he goes to. Ooh, okay. Uh, one player. One player that we did not mention that I could see moving. Uh, I'm going to go with your man that you mentioned, John Lester. Uh, I think John Lester is a veteran guy. He's going to really help out a young pitching staff, either that or he's going to go somewhere in which they are in desperate need of help and hope to be that guy to kind of hold a, be a placeholder until they can get some young pitching. Uh, whenever I think of a young pitching core that desperately needs some help and could be big spenders, I also think the Miami Marlins. I mentioned them earlier whenever I came to Tanaka. I could see John Lester going down to Miami and try to build somebody up like a Sixto Sanchez, like a Sandy Alcantara. Uh, this, there's a lot of young core pitching uh, prospects on that team, and there's a lot to come as well. They're a very good farm system as well. And I think a veteran such as John Lester, along with a great veteran coach and, son, and the National League Coach of the Year, Don Mattingly, uh, I think would be a, an equation for success for, for the future when it comes to Miami. Uh, I'm going to take John Lester to the Miami Marlins. Matt, give me one player we did not name and tell me where he's going to go. Can I give you two? I feel like they're of, them quick. of solid importance. Yeah, these, these videos have been long tonight. But uh, uh, James Paxton, uh, he's going to Toronto to Blue Jays. I don't think the Yankees uh, resign him. Yeah, big, big Maple. Yeah, in Toronto. Love big, it. Big Maple has, has ups and downs in New York. Uh, there, were time, there were stretches when he was really good. There were, time, there were stretches when he was really bad. Um, I do think – he is Canadian. I think it's a, good, it's a great spot. It makes sense, in my opinion. Uh, and he can help Hinjin Ryu out. That that rotation isn't uh, super. It's it's okay. It's it okay, could be better. <laughs> it could be it could be better. And that is what James Paxton will do. Uh, my second one, keeping with the Blue Jays, Ken Giles. Um, for years, he's now been one of the more consistent relievers in the MLB. Uh, He's been the Blue Jays closer specifically for quite some time now. Uh, and I think there are several places he can go. Um, it's hard saying it's hard sending someone to Houston right now, but he did play for them in the past and they're losing Roberto Osuna, who I don't think they will resign. So I think Ken Giles would be a good fit back in Houston. I think he's grown a lot since he last resided there as a player. And I think he would be a good fit. Uh, those were two important ones to me. Interesting. I got you. Well, we have hit all the major free agents in MLB this offseason. Uh, again, we mentioned we don't know what the winter meetings are going to look like, but we do know where all the free agents are going to go because we just told you where they're going to go. So for Will okay, and for all Matt. All 100% right. <laughs> exactly. No, we're, we're definitely nailing all Go to your picks. sports book right now and go, go bet on all that. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be throwing the house on all these picks. Don't worry. Lester to the Marlins. <laughs> Correct. I could so see for it, Will and Matt, yeah. this has been GMs for Hire, giving you guys some free agent predictions for the MLB season. We're going to see you all next time.